This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, hot mess of a host, Lo Von R. <laughs> My God. The rolling of the R's. It's so aggressive on this show. <sighs> Welcome, everybody. I'm Lo Von R. And I'm so happy to be here with y'all today. No place I'd rather be than here with my low lifers. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you're having a beautiful week so far. A great day. And if you're not having a good day, feeling a little shitty right now, don't you worry, boo-boo. My kings and queens have a great show in store for you today. I'm about to turn that frown upside down. Okay, but before we get into today's episode, can we just have a moment to take in the fact that there's only, what, like 15 days left in 2021? What? At some points this year felt like it was going at a snail's pace, so slow. And at other points, like the month of December, boom, just flash before my eyes. Can't even believe Christmas like 10 days away. What? So much to do. I haven't finished my gift wrapping. I still have some more shopping to do. I got more low life treats that I'm boxing up and sending out your way. And I am balls deep in event planning with the queen. Oh, she loves to throw it down for the holidays. And I have become my mother. Yeah, I am so into Christmas. I freaking love it. But with hosting people for the holidays, which my family does every year, uh, there's a lot of responsibility and time and effort that goes into it. So um, I love all of it, though. Leading up to it, so much fun. You know, we're doing the tree. We're doing tamales. We're decorating from top to bottom. The house is looking beautiful. And there's so much that goes into it. And it's all part of tradition. It's a family tradition. And my mom's been hosting Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, for the last 33 years. Uh, So it's an honor now that she's kind of passing the baton on to me. And so, but with that comes a a lot of responsibility. So I'm trying to rise to the occasion and get it all done. But I want to dive into some family traditions and and do a whole episode on the glory of Christmas and the holidays. You know, that's Kwanzaa for some people, Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, I'm going to do an episode on the holidays. I want to bring the queen back on for that show. You guys love the queen, and I'm so glad you do because the episodes with the queen are the highest downloaded episodes I've ever had on this show. You guys just absolutely love listening to her, and it means the world to me because those episodes are so close to my heart. If you're new here and you haven't had a chance to listen to the episodes with the queen, uh, that's what I call my mama, the queen, then treat yourself. You will not be disappointed. My mama is like a little Latina Yoda, just filled with wisdom and life lessons and wonderful advice and perspective. And and I think that's the reason why the episodes with the queen really resonate with the lowlifers, because my mom just puts herself out there and she's vulnerable and and she's, you know, the closest person to me in my life besides my dad, uh, my mom and dad, you know, they are my innermost circle. So I'm so excited to have her back on. That will be next week. I have to convince her to come on. Queen is a very tough guest to book. She's the most popular guest, but the hardest one to book. But I'll do my best. Stay tuned. That will be a special holiday episode next week. But speaking of people who are in my innermost circle, my confidants, people who I trust, that brings me to today's very special guest, Mr. Jason Tardick. So he was on the show last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, Oh, it's so good. I didn't want to cut the conversation short. I love having these convos with Jason. And the thing is with Jason, the J-Lo bromance that we have, 
you know, we'll start talking and it will just go into the wee hours of the morning and we just never run out of shit to talk about. And I'm an open book with him and the feeling is mutual. And, and we definitely have that mutual trust. That bridge of trust has been built on both sides and it feels really good. You know, this year has been quite the roller coaster ride for everybody, I'm sure. But silver lining on my end is this bromance love affair came out of it. And Jason has become a friend. He's a confidant. He's a father figure at times. <laughs> We're like the same age, but for some reason, uh, Jason has such a daddy vibe to him at times that he feels so much older than me. And I love it. I say that in the best way because I feel very secure when I'm with Jason. Secure in the sense of like, like protected. Like more like a big brother. I like to say daddy vibes, but I guess it's more like a big brother. Now, I'm an only child. I don't have any siblings. Uh, but if I did have a sibling, if I could wish for a dream sibling to come out of the Queen's vagine, it would be Jason Tardic. Yeah, he's definitely my brother from another mother. And he is a dream brother that I would always wish and hope for. Yeah, and I'm so glad that he's in my life. I love getting to see the different sides of Jason. There's so many dimensions to this complex man fascinated by his brain. I mean, you guys fell in love with him when he was on The Bachelorette. I fell in love with him when he got engaged to my best friend, Caitlin Bristow. He's an entrepreneur. He's an author. He's a podcast host. He's a finance expert. He's definitely a boss. Jason has that big dick energy. <laughs> he does. He's killing the game, and I'm so proud of him. But on today's show, you get to hear a side of Jason that a lot of people don't get to experience all the time. And, and that's the best friend J-Lo bromance side of Jason. He opens up about some career advice, the best and worst advice he's received. He opens up about relationships, past relationships he's been in, some insight and perspective he gained from those relationships, and how he's applied it to his new relationship with Caitlin. He also talks about life lessons learned and that's a great episode that left me with a smile on my face and a full heart. So without further ado, let's jump into today's very special episode with the yin to my yang, the mustard to my hot dog, the retinol serum to my nightcare routine, the one and only King Jason Tardic. Hit it. All right, so we're back here with Jason today. Welcome back, Jay. Lo, it is so good to be here with you again today. I love seeing your beautiful face and that perfect skin. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> um, I did do a nice uh, hyaluronic treatment to it and, you know, really exfoliated. So, yeah, we're in a I good would place like, today. Could you send me like a step-by-step -step routine of what you do? Yeah, I've minimalized it. So I don't do the 12-step Korean skincare method anymore. So you'll be very happy. It's yeah. like five steps. It's really easy. Yeah. And yeah, you have beautiful skin too. What are you talking about? But that, you just glowing. have these little like things, these little tips and tricks. Like yeah. for everyone listening, there was a night we were going out and I was a little shiny and Lo came over and did a little powder on me. Yeah, I like to use on you because your skin's great. Laura Mercier Secret Eye Brightening Powder. Mm. If you have tired eyes, which sometimes, you know, maybe you didn't get the best 
less sleep. Uh, that looks great for guys. And then some translucent powder. So yeah, consider it done. When your fiance is Judy, sometimes you have late nights. Yeah, when little Filled Judy a keeps little too, too much spade and sparrows. <laughs> and those yeah. eyes need a little, what's it yeah, called? Yeah, a little zhuzh, a little pick-me-up, a yeah. little secret eye brightening powder yes. will do the trick. So Jay, where we left it last week was you were giving life advice, career advice specifically mm -hmm. on some of the best and worst advice. So I just want to take it from there. If you're good with that, we'll just jump right into the episode. That's amazing. Let's okay. do it. Here we go. I want to ask, what is the best business advice you've gotten? And what's the worst business advice you've ever received? You're like, whoa, I'm so glad I didn't take this. Or maybe you took it and regretted it. And this could be corporate or even just current day. You still yeah. do conduct business every single day. Okay. I don't even like, again, on, on the, so a lot of these podcasts and stuff, I typically- Do you get asked that a lot? Well, no, I'm typically not a good- uh, immediate. So like if a question is asked, what I like to do, this is why I actually usually would like questions in advance, which people are like, no, it's bullshit. What's going to happen is I'll answer this and then I'm going to take a shower in an hour from now and be like, shit, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. So I'm going to give you what, what is top of mind at this yeah, moment. Yeah, this is the best, the best business advice I got that I'm thinking in this exact moment, there's two things. One is that like wherever you work or however you work, small business, your own business, a big company, you have to have an internal mentor. You have to have someone in that company who is going to endorse you, who is going to help you, who's going to guide you. And that person needs to be a minimum of two levels above you. Minimum. And you also need an external. How the hell you need do a, you find that person? You have to network. You have to, oh, I had every step of the way, every different city and state I lived in, I had an internal a mentor, two above me. How do you do it? Well, it's as simple as like sleeping hey, with him. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm in LA. Oh, okay. Shoot him an email. Say, hey, I'm new to the area. I've heard that you've had a really successful track within this area. Can I please sit down and have a cup of coffee with you? Who's going to say no to that? Who doesn't want to help someone that's new to the area? 100% would have that said no. Everywhere. <laughs> no. Then you go to their door and then <laughs> no, just one no is just lead you to another. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The second thing is an external mentor. Like I still have these people that I, if I come in conflict with business situations, if there's like, I just had one with a deal, I will go to these people and say, Hey, am I off base here? So you got to have internal external mentors. The other thing is I sat with the CEO of the former bank I worked with. And I, for some reason, this sticks with me is I said to him, how did you end up becoming, you know, you're, you're in your mid and late forties. You're the CEO of one of the largest banks. How? He said, look at your career, like a spaceship, like like, like a spaceship? Like a space. Like you get into a spaceship, right? Okay. You get into a ship. Terrifying. You get into a, imagine you get into a plane, you're out of college. Also And then you land scary. somewhere. And like okay. that somewhere you land is going to take, is you're going to learn a lot about this area and the people and the culture and the lessons and the acumen. But don't stay there too long. Get on the next ship. And it's going to be a zigzag. And you're going to go from states to states, cities to cities. And then he's like, you, once you get big enough, you go countries to countries. And he was doing a weird, you know, correlation to like planets to planets and obviously you're not going to be traveling the universe but his point is like look at your career is every place you go be a sponge take it all in and the second you could get out to go to the next place that's going to put you in a better spot do it wow yeah. meaning leave the company or just move what, up in the company what, move, could, move up with the company move out with the company do whatever you got to do there's but the thing is like don't think linear that's his thing. Like, don't think linear. This think like each opportunity is going to give you more. Is great, but it also kind of stressed me out because I'm thinking, I'm like, whoa, I need to keep moving here because I know some people get comfortable in a, a particular position that they're in, and they'll do the same job for let's say you know 15, 20 years, and maybe they're happy being. Well, I, you took the words from my mouth because I was almost going to put my hand up as you're talking and say stop. 
if you're someone listening that you're in the same job for 15 to 20 years. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that. Job satisfaction level one through 10. Like, where are you with your career, with your life? Where are you? If you're an eight plus and you don't want to go, don't. Yeah. the pressures. You are living a better life than 99% of America. And that's a made up statistic. The point is, is everyone's choosing <laughs> other things. But you got to find, you got to find. But you just made up a statistic to 80, strengthen your argument. 80% of all statistics are made up. The point is, is that what you need to do is if you find is complacency. That another made up statistic? If complacency. I don't know what to believe anymore. Here's the thing. It's if psychological warfare with makes Jason. you happy, then be f- complacent and live in it and own it and don't try for more if you're happy with where you're at that's true yeah one of my friends she was offered an administrative position and she was working as faculty and she wanted they wanted her to move to administrative mm-hmm. and it was a huge pay upgrade for her and she said i'm not going to do it because i'm so happy and i'm challenged every day i love my students and i don't want to move up and be admit she was i think it was she was being offered a position as a dean yeah. of academia, academia, academia. I don't know how to say it. Academics. She was offered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I gave, I, just so no one could he see. Just I gave him two strikes, three strikes. Like Yo, idiot. He just let me flounder in the wind. Anyway, she was offered a position and yeah. turned it down because she's happy being where she's at. Sure. Didn't want to change. She's done that for the last decade. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. I don't have a mentor who's a stylist that's older than me. Doesn't have to be a mentor. And they don't have to be older. Maybe they're just further in their career or a career area that you want to be in. One of my mentors retired at 50. Yeah. And he owned a candy business. He's not, I don't know do what kind of candy he does. So if you remember, like, okay, this is perfect timing. Halloween, you know how you'd have grab bags of all different candies? Yeah. Like Snickers and this, right? So they own a big plant. They would get all those candies in, oh. they would bag all those, and they did it for Walmart. They did it for Target. Wow. Then if you look at any like bulk candy, they invented, they kind of invented bulk candy at grocery stores. What? They did really well. They sold This started very, in Buffalo, New started York. Started in Buffalo, New York. Wow. Tetzel Brothers. The good old Tetzo brothers. The Tetzo brothers, three of them that ran the ship. And the Tetzos are Italians? And the, No, they're Greek. Greek. And three of them ran the ship and they sold at a very Millions. successful number. Millions of dollars. Success, very, they made that a lot of money. All three brothers never have to work again. 
And then a monster corporation with infrastructure and scale and employees, they all took over. Hershey. And that infrastructure whatever. couldn't do the job those three leaders did. And really? It did not work out. So they walked away very successful, very happy and wealthy. What? While the infrastructure of this large organization Collapsed. couldn't do what these three brothers could do efficiently. And so he's one of my mentors. To this day? To this day. Are he's they? A, he's not one of my favorites, which Lowe just made the list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm showing you my favorites right now. Mama Kaluch, Gary Tardick, Hawk Jameson, Evan Ainsworth, Nala Lowe, and Tom Tetzel. Yeah. So uh, Judy and I, little Caitlin Bristow and I are at the bottom of the bottom, <laughs> bottom of the deck. <laughs> That's because you were bottom. added last. No, I know we were added last. But I'm thank you for making me part of your favorites list. And uh, you're part of mine too. Love that. You've love. been on it for a couple months now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to hit that favorites list now. Wow, wait, that's great that you still keep in touch with them, though. Are All they time. older? Uh, so he is 61 yeah. one now. 61. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. father figures yeah. to you. Uncles, um, if you will. Mentor. Uncles, mentors. How'd you meet him? How'd you uh, meet these candy so, makers? So, <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? So I actually, so he was a hockey coach in the area and was my, ended up being my hockey coach. Wow. Yeah, sports yeah. uniting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports uniting people. Jay, based on your legs, you love soccer. You also have played hockey. What do you mean you, based on my legs? You have a great pair of stems on you. Good you for so? you. Yeah, they're great. short. What? A little stubby. <laughs> You got your, you got great legs, but anyway, out of all the sports you play, we got some uh, football, also football americano. You like traditional American football, hockey. I don't know if you played American football. Did you? I did until like uh, middle school. You have golf, golf. All oh, these butching it up left and right, here, folks. <laughs> Loves a good sport. A lot of deals are made on the golf course. Mm -hmm. That's why you play golf, right? Mm -hmm. So you can make deals with people, make some money. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was the worst part of advice. Remember you asked me my worst advice? I didn't answer it. Yeah, get into that. But okay. first, just... <laughs> I, <laughs> shit. I wanted to find out what, out of all those sports, top one, you have to cut two from life. Only one left. Which one are you going to keep? Easiest decision I ever came across in my entire life. Hockey. Wow. You're going to keep hockey? Yep. And get rid of golf and soccer? Yep. Damn. I guess I agree because I could care less about all of those sports. Ask me why. Por qué? Culture and relationships. Hmm. Hockey has great culture. They're all beating great. each other up <laughs> on the ice. No, the camaraderie in a locker room is like no other. The relationships you build, like with hockey guys, hockey has lasted me a lifetime. Really, a lifetime. And mm. also just, I love uh, that. I just love, the sport is amazing. Yeah, it's a fun sport to watch. Mm -hmm. I like. I actually love going to hockey games. Yeah. It was fun. Worst advice you've ever received. Hit it. Well, boo -boo. Someone told me, listen, and listen to me clear, okay. money over everything. Money they, over they everything? They told me money over friends, money over family, oh, money sad. over everything. And it's really a f***ed up way to live. Because at the end of the day, so wild that there are people that, out there who Oh, yeah. Literally looked that. at me eye in the eye when I was like 21. Money over everything. And like I'm thinking. This was a mentor? Dude, this is when you're like shaped. No, it was just someone I came across. And I'm not going to put him on blast or anything, but the thing is, is like, that kind of f***ed with me because I was like, wait, is he right? Like, Was this person successful? Because uh, they made a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm saying, Fine, if, if it's some broke that dude that's saying that. No, no, no. They had money, money over everything. He's like hurting for Chipotle. No, but I mean, define successful. The guy's divorced. He's like I'm talking miserable. financially. That's what I mean. Successful. Like, financially successful. Yes. Yeah. But so you're financially successful, then what? 
Right. And then what? You pass, like you pass, like what? I mean, what's, you, what's your meaning of life? If your meaning of life is being, is it having financial success? I guess so. You know, it's interesting, but I am someone who struggles with uh, one of my, I guess, fears is financial instability. I've gotten a lot better about it. Yeah. It's not that I grew up poor. I grew up, you know, okay. I didn't go without. But it's always been a fear of mine. And so I had that philosophy of not money over everything, but money is important. And I need to put that at pretty much the top of the totem pole with other things like family, friends, and then making a good amount of money so I could, you know, give back. I want to be able to build something. That was my philosophy for a really long time. And then I've had life experiences and things. The pandemic as well really was a, a perspective change for me. That money matters, of course. It's important, you know, so that you yeah. can do things for yourself, give back in a way. It's not everything, though. Yeah. And I've met some really rich, miserable people in my day. I've worked with some of the richest people on this planet, and they are miserable would you people. Say, and I know you have a great question here, but would you also agree? Because I would say this that I've met some really wealthy people too. And yeah. typically, not always, typically, it's pretty correlation to like happiness and wealth. And it's not what you think it is. They're all miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I've seen the correlation not between all, but not like all is a no, high no. percentage. Yeah. And it's I and crazy. when I say I've worked with some of the richest people on the planet, that's pretty factual. Because I've, I've Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, no, nothing else needs to be said. I yeah, understand yeah. where There's you're going. Rich yeah. people. As yeah. I'm sure you've met too. You're like, wow, like millions is a lot, but then you meet like billionaire you're like well then there's only 2800 billionaires in the world so if you meet one of the 2800 yeah it yeah it's it's a lot anyway uh, can, um, can i actually tell you one thing yeah i interviewed mark lore multi-billionaire had the most profound business life advice i ever heard mark lore lore yeah he owns uh, minnesota timberwolves with a rod used to be the ceo of walmart oh unbelievable mm -hmm. and i said what is your biggest regret in life? Oh God, I'm and so, so curious. And so, by the way, know. I was so profound by the things he said in this interview. I'm like taking the, oh my God, this is like a university degree in one hour. But this was also a university degree in one hour. He said, my both of my daughters are in college, and I'm really, really working on. You know, you can tell he's kind of getting emotional with the question, like trying to build a relationship with them. Hmm. So that was the. What was the question you asked him? What is your biggest regret in your career in life? And I'm assuming it was not forming a bond with his daughters. It was the relationship with his daughters. And then he's working really hard on like mm. building that now. Wow. Yeah. And that makes sense though, because when he's on his deathbed, I mean, you could buy anything you want in this world, but I guess when push comes to shove, your last moments, your last breaths on this planet, you'd want people who love you around you you want people that you've made an impression on in life those that you've like invested living, in yeah. those that you've poured into in some sort of a way and if you've been so busy pouring into walmart or whatever business you have and you haven't really poured into some meaningful relationships i guess you'd end up feeling a little come like empty-handed coming up short yeah and like steve jobs that's one of his biggest regrets. Sure. His last words was like, I have all the money in the world. I'm one of the richest men that's ever walked this planet. He's a genius mind. And was miserable when he died. And this is why, like, sir, I told you, I've been writing my, this came from Rob Deerdeck. I start, I'm starting to write my happiness levels one to 10. That's what I the, do every because, episode. Yeah. Oh, I rate my mental health 
every day, Do but you? also every week with my listeners, the low lifers. Oh, I didn't know that. My kings and queens. I rate mental one to ten, one in the dumps, ten euphoric bliss, and rate it somewhere on the scale. I do it intentionally. I mean, it's fun to do on the show, but yeah. I actually do it psychologically to help me navigate life and kind of keep track of where I'm at. So Rob Deerdeck, you guys remember, right? Obviously, ridiculousness, big black, MTV. Um, he's the host. Oh, Robin Big. Robin Big. Yeah. So he's, he was from he, the MTV is, show Robin Big. Yeah. So I had, don't go listen to the episode because I'm going to tell you the biggest takeaway right here. I had Rob on the podcast. Genius, by the way. But he talked yeah. about how he had all these consultants coming into his businesses to optimize it for efficiency, to make his businesses the best they could be. And so he stopped and said, thank you. They've done it successfully. After they did it, he said, why can't you do this with my life? And so we had these same consultants that get paid thousands and thousands of dollars to rip apart your business and make it efficient and mm. make his life efficient. Oh, he brought his uh, business consultants into, into his, his personal life. life. Said, I want you to organize my calendar so that it's productive with my happiness. I want you to give me the Excel files I have to fill out for my businesses for myself. And so every day he has certain metrics that he has to put about his physical health. Did he drink? Did he work out? How productive was he? What was his happiness level? What? Down to, ready for this? The 10th decimal. He has to talk about every single day how connected he is with his wife. Oh, wow. So he quickly recognized he was at a party and his, he talked about a project. His wife's like, you never told me about that. So every day his assistant sends him a schedule. He forwards it to his wife with a quote about love and happiness. And then he asks his wife to send back a number of how connected he feels. Pure honesty one through 10. And after our podcast, he showed me the list and tell me, let me tell you, she was pure honest. I saw some twos, threes. I saw some 3.8s. I saw some 6.8s. And so he documents this every day Oh my and God. draws correlations to what's happening in his life and what's driving happiness. And so simple things like drinking, like he quickly realized Every day I'm drinking, my happiness level and my connection with my wife and my family and productivity it goes down. down. And so he draws all these conclusions. And it's a fascinating thing, but it goes back to our original topic when you talk about Steve Jobs and everything else. Like as we start to get older, as I just turned 33, you start to think about these things. Like what is the purpose of life? What is the meaning? Because if you're the CEO of Walmart, yeah, you're just the CEO. You're forgotten the day after you're dead. What do you do in your life so that the day you do die, you're not just another name in the ground? Just another name on the ground. Yeah, just what another rich do? guy. What do we do? Rich well, woman and if you're rich, wealthy, poor, broke, what can you do that you're not? And it, it, is that what you want? Like, Wait, is this guy doing all of that work or his cult consultants, he's paying yeah. them to do all of that? So he's taking that so he can live the most fulfilled, self-actualized version of himself and be a happy camper. So his, his like, goal through it all. Yeah. His two What's the end game here? Is that he wants, uh, he, wa he wants to become a billionaire and have a complete financial success. And he's already a millionaire. He, hundred, hundreds. He's made a, over a hundred million dollars. Easy. easy. So he and wants so, to become a billionaire. Yeah, but his other, his biggest, because if you listen to the podcast, the biggest thing he wants is happiness. So he creates a business plan every quarter. So every, a quarter is three months, right? Every so three four, months. No, yeah. for him personally. Like. Oh yeah, no, a quarter. Like, um, so there's four quarters in the year, every three months. Okay. So every quarter they update their business plan. How far do you think he goes out with his business plan? Like, so you go a quarter, two quarters, a year, two years. You're asking me out. how far how out? How far do you think that Rob Deerdick goes out with his business plan? I would say for it to make sense, how old is he? He's 40, uh, 47, 47, I think. Okay, so he's that's young. So I'd say he should do, let's just do a 50-year plan. Just he has a 500-year plan. Oh, 
It's a lot. And his goal. 500 years. 500 years because he knows. He want to be frozen. When he's buried in the dirt. Oh, he wants that to. Okay. He wants to make sure that you're born with the last name Deer Dick. You are set up to live not a rich, not a yacht, not a prep school. You're set. I'm sure up all those things will exist. With something too. that'll drive like happiness. That's happiness is his happiness fundamental. Is fundamental. Wow. It's crazy. I know. That's a lot to take in. So like if it goes back to your point, though, if you're happy and you're content and you're an administrator or you're a nurse or something and you say in my life, I'm like a fucking eight out of 10, you are literally better off than majority of people. I know. Yeah. yeah. I can name, true. I think, I feel like I know a lot of people. I can name, I think, 10 people that are 8.5 or higher in life happiness. Where they genuinely feel Where that. Purely if they take the average of their eight life. Eight and a half plus. I think I can name five or 10 people. Would you put yourself on that list? No. Really? Mm. But you're doing what you love. You have a beautiful fiance, a great life you've built, and a $50,000 check sitting in your f***ing <laughs> desk. I mean, we don't have to dissect why, but I don't no, think we don't I'm, need to dissect I don't think why. I'm you're not on average yet. at eight and a half. Fair and very honest of you to say that. Yeah. I'd say I'm pretty close to it for me personally. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Do you think so? You're so rude. As I say that, he looks like, uh, jury's still out on that one. Draw off our fireside chats. I'd say. I'm going to say you're. Oh, God. That's right. I've gone into the depths gone with into you. Deep with I me. forget that Jason knows average, everything. You're probably like a, like, this is, I think you're like a 7-3 on average. <gasps> which is actually like top 20 percentile. It's so interesting and uncomfortable for me. <laughs> that you're saying this because <laughs> for people that are listening jason and i have had some very in-depth conversations about everything from life uh to death to family to sexuality to religion i mean everything we've really mm -hmm. money i you're one of the only people that i have in this world uh that i feel that i can completely just lay it all out I feel I the same nothing, way too though. I, I have like, nothing to hide. Yeah. I have nothing to I'm never trying to flex. Well, uh, the, my ego is leaves the conversation. Why do you think that is though? Cuz I think people have a tough time finding it with friends. The thing is, I I met you at a particular time in my life when I felt comfortable enough in my career, but you're not at all part of it in yeah. the sense of like you're not in my industry. Yeah. Uh so I felt a little bit of safety in that cuz I was kind of like giving you insight into my world mm -hmm. but i also think i got to the point when i've sadly lost enough people experienced enough betrayal and mm -hmm. felt enough death grief a lot of different factors that have kind of with me throughout mm -hmm. my life that i'm now at the point where if i'm going to invest in someone mm -hmm. or pour into a friendship a new one yeah which doesn't really happen if yeah. you think about no, it, it all it of my friends that i've made have been fundamentally like laid the foundation in my 20s mm -hmm. Like teen years, meh, I've lost a lot of those. You know, life happens, we move on. But the 20s and stuff is taking me into my early 30s. But when I got into the friendship with you, started it, I just, one, I felt very comfortable with you. And I think the most important thing that I feel with you, Jason, and this is, again, just letting it all out here, yeah. is I feel a sense of safety with you. Yeah. I know it's a vault. I know what I'm saying. Well, for the most part, you just kind of opened a few of the little freaking <laughs> crack that small. Vault. You're like, you're a 7.3 of happiness. Max. Max. <laughs> yeah. But I think most things are pretty uh, 
protected in a way and that safety. And the other thing is in all of my relationships that I've had, I do a lot of evaluating of all of my relationships. It's important to do inventory, life inventory, a friendship inventory, even family inventory. We just talked about on the podcast, fashion inventory. Fashion Every three months you audit your closet. Yeah. My Kings and Queens every three months when the season changes do a little bit of an audit. But anyway, going into friendship inventory, I look at, the friendships that I've made and what I've gotten from them poured into vice versa. And I don't feel any uncertainty with you. It's the same feeling I have with Caitlin. Yeah. There's no uncertainty. So that breeds no insecurity. Sure. So it's only trust. And I've shown ways that you can trust me and vice versa. So yep. we've established that. I know not to break it. You remind me of my dad in the sense of like, all you have is your word. Yep. So if you say something, mean it. And yep. I've, you kind of hold me to the fire in that way. I've seen in little ways little test that you get <laughs> monster always testing people in little ways but i know when you, without you even realize you're doing it subconsciously perhaps but there are things throughout the duration of getting to know you mm-hmm. like if i say i'm going to be there show up on time if i say i'm going to do something for you deliver it little things like that i know yeah. you pick up on it and i do too so i've just I think it's an unspoken thing that I feel about you. It's like yeah. the trust is there. That's the only way to actually build the trust is to, there's a specific thing that I wrote down and it. I always love to read it about trust. Trust is doing something that's important to you, uh, but it makes yourself vulnerable to the actions of someone else. Yes. I love that. I love, first of all, I love that quote. I love your synopsis. And there was a method to my madness. The reason I asked you that is because what I said was everything I totally agree with. And everyone listening here, like, take that in because it is special what we have. It gives us an ability to talk about things that are uncomfortable uh, that society tells us we shouldn't talk about. And that uh, leaves us extremely vulnerable. But the thing is, is like the second you or anyone listening, you have those conversations with a friend. And I use the word a lot, weaponize. You weaponize that against them. Or one second, I hear low talking about how my back about something that I gave him that is like extremely important to me or anything of that. It's gone. It's vanished. All that work, all that time to build <laughs> a relationship is just gone. No, I think so. It's extreme though. And the cool mistakes can be made. No, it's true. No, it's just like mistakes, fun, you know, like having, making jokes and like talking about, but like when you give someone that emotional security, it's, I think, one of the most precious things in the world. Absolutely. And it's so rare. It's so rare. And it could really help people develop as humans. And I think that low, like you have the same thing. You have my emotional security. I talk to you about things openly. I talk to you about these things I can't talk with majority of people. Uh, and you also help me to be a better person. To me, you talk about the $50,000 check or any of that stuff. Like there is nothing in this wild world we live in that is like more important than establishing that type of security, trust, and relationship with the people you care most about. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's literally, f- that's everything. It's everything. It's everything. And the thing is, not only is there the security that we feel, and I have the same feeling with Caitlin, and people are lucky if you even have like one person, one that, person, yeah, or two people, you know, if you can marry that person or become best friends with that person, it's a blessing. But another thing I think is important for anyone to look out for in, in relationships is intention. Yeah. And I know your intention with me. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin's intention is only wanting the best for the person and yeah. vice versa. 
I only want to see you and Caitlin live a beautiful life together and be very happy. I want you to do the best that you could do in life, whatever that means for you. That means having some offshore accounts. That means evading taxes. Who knows? Where'd you come up with I'm this? I'm just throwing bullshit. shit on the wall to see what sticks. But regardless of whatever you need to do to make yourself happy in life, I'm I'm for it. I support you. And and I know the feeling is mutual. And I, I have a couple people in my life that I could feel that with. And uh, I consider myself pretty fortunate in that way. And I'm sure you feel the same. You know, it's really, same. really tough to find those people. Very tough. Shit. <sighs> but I'm glad I have you. Yeah, I'm glad I have we you went too. into the weeds with it. And so we'll get you from a 7.3 to an 8.5. Yeah, same with you. <laughs> well, okay, mine's a 7.3. Yeah. And I think that's actually kind of shook me a little bit because it's it's accurate. Yeah. And you see me for that because yeah. I would honestly say 7.3 is pretty much n- hitting the nail on the head where I'm at yeah, in this yeah, yeah. phase of my life. What would you say yours is? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, right now. Are not the best day to ask you like quite the day? I'd say I am like a six, six. four point two. No. I would say I'm at like a six nine. Yeah, six point nine on average, like a six point nine. I think that's great. Yeah, and I'm. <laughs> I think that's awesome. You're laughing at me? No, I think that. Hey, we all. But you're, you're thirty three years old. 33 years old you've done a lot in life uh so far and you're you keep doing stuff and you're you're growing so growing. i hope to get to let's let's put a goal for us both sure i hope to be at at least an 8.5 mm-hmm. within the next five years I starting love that. today i love that. i want to be at 8.5 me too i'm with you let's do it together by the yeah. way lo and i have a handshake oh we do can i also say one thing about the number thing real quick uh sure is that it was so bad that I interrupted him? <laughs> that I do think, like in life, though, as you learn more and as you start doing things that are challenging you to think greater, it can set your happiness scale back, but also will progress everything else in life. Right. So, as you learn, as you go to therapy, as you start to learn more about the world and understand the people around you, and travel to other areas and meet different people who have done different things in different ways, and the people say ignorance is bliss and the opposite mm. of that learning can actually be eye-opening which can actually reduce happiness levels because you're now being more self-aware right but i think being more self-aware might make you a little bit unhappy today for like a much greater tomorrow and i do think that's important wow have you experienced that oh for sure yeah of course i guess well i mean anyone who's out there even like perfect example that you would probably understand the most is entrepreneurship putting in the grinding time of working at a business that you're passionate about like me for example styling jason is building several companies up right now it's a lot it's a lot but the happiness internal happiness points in the long run Mm -hmm. the end game i think will be great for you yeah Totally. Like your book dropping into the world. Yay. Or your podcast or your website or everything else you're doing. Thanks, love. You'll be great. You're great. I, <laughs> 8.5 in five years. I like that. Yeah, that's where we're setting our goals. I have one more thing to ask and then a round of rapid fire and then we'll call it a day. Great. I want to get it. Kind of got to be. One takeaway from a relationship, the last relationship you had before, Caitlin, just because I get my listeners, my low lifers, mm. they're going through some shit in relationships and i get dms all the time 
I wanted to do a whole question answer segment. People wrote in some legit advice they wanted really? from us. So That's we'll have to nice. do that another time. Yeah. But luckily, mm-hmm. I know there's going to be opportunity for us to have those moments together. Totally. Yeah. Because I'm going to mm-hmm. fly up here more. I'm not going to let a year go by. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. I like at. that. I like that. A whole year went yeah, by yeah, without yeah. seeing you. Never again. No. No. I've injected Never. into my vein. Get a little J-Lo in those veins. Oh, God. Before Caitlin was in your life, mm-hmm. the last serious relationship you had, yeah. I have no idea what it, I do, but I... Do you? You've talked a little bit about it, but not much, actually. Yeah. You're very silent How when it comes to relationships. We get weeds. I don't think I've talked much about it. But what I was just curious, there is there mm-hmm. a, is some sort of a lesson or something you got from the last major relationship you were in that you've applied to the relationship you have now with Caitlin that maybe listeners could you know have a little takeaway? I think a good takeaway kind of correlates to what I said earlier about what you think versus what the perception is. And I think... I didn't do enough checking in on that relationship mm. that I was so clueless of what my perception was of our relationship versus what it actually the was, reality. the reality of it so much that when I remember I told my dad, I'm like, I'm going to be dating. And I said her name uh, and, you know, Buffalo's small. So my mom and dad, my mom's like, uh, if you say you're going to be dating her, like, this isn't, this isn't a fling. Like this is, you know, like you go shopping at the doll store. She's like the do- top doll store. Like that's not a fling. Like you go all in, you go all in. Oh, was so she just known the, in the town? Like her family and stuff? Uh, yeah. I just think like, not, it's not about, it has nothing to do with like wealth at all. It has to do with, um, the, 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 like she's a girl the that... standard that she held herself to. Like oh. of Pure class, pure character, right? So right, right. The point she is, yeah. like morally, she was more like a serious grounded, relationship. Like, like you're probably laying down foundation to marry this respected person. Respected foundation to marry her, pure character, class, everything. Oh my god! If you and cheated so, on her, I swear to God, Jason. Well, this is, the thing is that damn it, my perception of what it was versus the reality was was so far off that she actually cheated on me. Oh. And I had no idea. What? And I was blown away oh, by it. I, actually, I know you had been cheated on before, but I didn't know it was the last yeah. serious relationship. And so the takeaway from that Shit. is if you're in a relationship or even what's work, it could go to work, it could go to a relationship. Like, again, check in on what you're, write down what you think your relationship is. Write down what you think your boss thinks. You write down what the people that don't work at your company, think about your job or, or your position or your title and check yourself because you'll be so surprised at how far <laughs> sometimes like the reality <laughs> is versus your perception. Did you have no idea that you were being cheated on? Honestly, I had I had a pretty good idea that at this time in our relationship, we we're pretty disconnected. But I had no idea that this would have happened the way it did. And I have to ask this. And if it's too much information to ask, I'll cut it out. (laughs) But I'm just curious. Sure. Was it a fling? Like I slept with someone and it was like I had a a mishap. Like I I had sex with someone. Oopsies. One night Mm -hmm. moment. Or was it a full blown oh, my God, you've been cheating on me. There's a relationship with someone else happening. There's emotional involvement, attachment to this other person, this other guy. Was it that or was it like I had a fling and I regret it? I can't believe I did that. But it's because we've been so disconnected. I'm just curious. Well, I'll give you the answer in a short sentence. 
they're engaged now, <gasps> which is great. Wow. Which I think is actually perfect, right? Like she found her perfect person, which is great. I think that's amazing. You going to the wedding? <laughs> no, I'm not going to the wedding. <laughs> no, she coming to your wedding? Probably not. But you guys are still uh, friendly, I'm sure. Like you wish her the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, we haven't talked in years, nor will we, but like happy for her. Like I hope happy for her. Like, yeah. That's great. She found her person. It's amazing. Beautiful. And you Beautiful. found yours too. I found too. mine. And yeah. isn't that crazy how life works? Yeah. Like, low, we wouldn't be here today if that never happened. I would have never gone on the show. Maybe would have never lived. Like it's wild. We would have never been in each other's lives. Every action in your life, like instead of like you could be down and out, or you can like find changes and opportunity for like what's next. And like it's the best thing that ever happened to me. It's and her. Yeah. Best things that ever happened to one another was that whole breakup. True. Who would have thought a guy from Orange County, California, and a financial expert investor from Buffalo, New York, would end up meeting and becoming besties. I am so glad you're in my life. Yeah, Never great. do I hope we go more than a year without seeing each other. No, We're yeah, fortunate to not enough to have each other in one another's lives, and it's a special relationship. It's really nice, and I cannot wait for this wedding. Water this is the Jason Tardig wedding. This is not the Jason Tardig wedding. 100%. This Caitlin would go to not, a courthouse. I would go to a courthouse. Let's go. No, but and then she'd leave it at that. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, uh, you want to win. Save me a lot. <laughs> Save a lot. Wait, of money. I have a question. Yeah. You guys are paying for the wedding on your own? Yes. Why is it a thing? I don't understand this, and maybe listeners do, but uh -huh. why is it such a thing that the, the bride's parents, father, mother, pay for it? You'd have to, like, I, I, I don't never even know, but studied you, the tradition. I have but you no know idea. that's a thing, right? That's, that's 100% a thing. And actually, I know a ton of my friends. Where the, in which their mom the, and dad the, yeah, the foot the bill. Yeah, the mom and dad of the bride foot the bill. I don't For know like that everything? Is. Everything. Or like they take a big majority of it. Whoa. I, I, could, I just God, went to a wedding a where that happened. What the tradition is, you'd have to research. I yeah, really I have don't no know. idea. Nor but do I really care. I think the whole idea about like parents paying for the wedding, I think, again, someone could fact check me, but I think it has to do with the fact that when people got married, they got married like years and years and decades ago. They got married at a very young age. And so, they were marrying into like a dowry. Like, what's this girl's dowry? Like, what's her family's wealth look like? So okay, you're marrying gotcha. into that. Well, I, yeah, maybe that's, I, and I don't even know, but the thing is, like, if I had to get married at 21. I just 21, got that from watching. Bridgerton. Okay, so you know. But if I'm married <laughs> no, at 21, imagine getting place, married yeah. at 21. It's like, uh, what are we going to do? F throw up, like, if we had to pay for my, if I had to pay for my own wedding at 21, throw up a pinata and, like, yeah, put on the CD. Fridays. Yeah, I'd go to Fridays and call it a <laughs> French onion soup for everyone. Potato skins. Yeah, like, what? That's true. <laughs> getting married at your 30, mid 30s when you've been able to, like, learn from all this ups yeah. and do well. So you guys are paying for the wedding. Correct. Damn, still quite a big financial undertaking, but so excited for it. Thank and you, Lo I'm, Yeah, I'm glad to be part of every step of the way in the sense of like picking things out. I, like, oh, Caitlin, my parents are getting, I know my parents have committed to the rehearsal dinner because I know my mom's going to listen to this. So my parents have definitely committed to taking care of the whole rehearsal dinner. Oh, yeah. How nice is that? So go Tardics. Oh my God, I'm going to order a little dad. extra Kalu, martini. I know you're listening and you're like, <laughs> my yeah, son of a bitch. Like I told him I would take care of the whole reserve. I and he's love your mom show so saying, much. I'm going to take care of I swear to God, Jason, it's the Low Life Podcast. Oh, I thought it was the Low Show. <laughs> 
kidding. He knows. He knows what it is. I was just on his just show. Uh, I love your family. I haven't met your father, but I, I haven't really met your mom in person either. But mm-hmm. I've spoken to her. Yeah. Lovely. What and a queen. Loves you, I can't wait to hang out with her at the wedding. Hey, I wanna... Mom, if you're listening to this, make sure you give the Low Show podcast five stars. It's the Low. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's jump into a round of rapid fire questions. Let's we'll end it on it. that and note. I'm going to piss uh, so, my pants. Okay. Uh, Jason Tardick has been on the podcast before. He's answered rapid fire questions, but I came up with some new rapid fire mm. questions for Jay Tardick. Let's go. So here we go. Fire away. Hit it. You have to add one song to your soundtrack of life. What song are you choosing on the Jason Tardick soundtrack of life? Actually, you know what I want to do? Can I play it? Can I play it? Do three songs. I want three songs that are the soundtrack to your life. What three songs are you choosing? Three is great because I know you have them locked and loaded. Can I actually play them? Sure. What is this? What the gay rave is happening. I feel like I'm Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, hey. Oh, this is a good song. Feels like I'm in Nashville with you. Parting it up. All right, that's my one. You want another Great one? Great song. Or no. Yeah, I want three. It's two more. Frank Sinatra. Did it my way. And now oh my God. The end is near. Oh, it's like such a sad funeral song. So they play this at every It's that funeral. we did it our way. We did it the way we wanted to. Do you no want this played at it your wasn't funeral? It wasn't about over around front. It wasn't clean. It wasn't your stylist. Low. It was you. You made it happen the way you wanted. You lived your life the way you thought you should. And you lived that life the best you ever could. <laughs> a life that's full. I traveled each and Every highway. Oh my god, he's getting emotional. And more. <laughs> okay, we'll be done. <laughs> next, next question. Cut <laughs> <He just got laughs> off. <laughs> <What> the... <laughs> you just start being like, I need to get that number up no, to a, more than a seven point, whatever. I need like a 10 to end your life on that note. Gotta get up from a And six, I think nine. the last song would be the Buffalo Bills song, which is uh, Scream and Shout. No, that's Britney Spears' Black Eyed Peas. Oh, you want me to play it since you got it wrong? Okay, yeah, sure. The third song on his list sure. would be the Buffalo Bill. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Well, you know you make me wanna. Hey. Come on, baby, let's go. He goes to the 10, the 20, the 30, the 40, the 50, the 10, the 20. He's gone! <laughs> the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl in 2022. Los Angeles, California. Wow. Putting it into the atmosphere. I love that Super Bowl win. What is the best thing about being your age? Perspective. Hmm. Love that. The best buffalo wing you've ever had in your miserable life. Best sauce is Duff's. The best. Duff's uh, where? The Duff's. You would know it's in Buffalo if you ever went. <laughs> uh, Duff's is the best sauce. Gabriel's Gate is the best overall wing. The best actual chicken is Anchor Bar. 
I'm sorry, but wouldn't you want a place that has all three covered? Yeah, but when you're a connoisseur, you know what's got the best. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you go to one place for the sauce, one place for the Just good wait, grade though, of chicken. You are now stuck with me. So we will be going to Buffalo, documenting the entire thing. I'm and then so you could tell sorry. me when you understand, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, oh, what do you find sexier in your partner, little Caitlin Bristow? Do you find her sexier to be in heels, barefoot, or sneakers? Heels. Wow. Likes the heels. Although, actually, I will say when she's get when she does like a little sporty spice look and she has some sneakers going. You're into it. Yeah. All right. And she sometimes she rocks like unreal sneakers. Like she's got the she has some yeah. great ones. Yeah. A great collection. Sneakerhead. Keep going. What would you do if Caitlin got pregnant before the wedding? Be like, let's go. Let's oh, you'd be excited this. about it. Hell yeah. Curveball, not your baby. I'm sorry. Wait, what? You sick. <laughs> now I'm like a 4 1. <laughs> not my I'm baby. Sorry. What's wrong with it? Is not there yours. something you want to talk about? Ends Did that just being... happen again? <laughs> <laughs> Triggering. No, yeah. You'd Wait, be... why'd you say that? I don't know. Sick. You, were, you were so easy to answer the question. Like, let's. Oh go oh, that yeah. was actually caitlin was like asking what would you do if i got pregnant before the wedding i asked her what should i say for rapid fire give me a good one and she said i'm curious what he would say if i got pregnant before the wedding hamilton or book of mormon jason is a huge musical guy he loves them um i'm not a big fan <laughs> i know him that can't be that's that little guy you spoke to me all those years ago when was it 85 Hamilton. Wow. One Do you know what role Broadway. I just played? Uh, Hamilton? No. That's Alexander Hamilton, the former president in the $10 bill. You don't know that? Got it. Wow. Is you that know, who you were you playing? You know one of the founding fathers? Oh, was it? Yeah. Got it. No, I was the king. <laughs> oh, the king of course Hamilton you tried to take down. Oh, got the it. crazy king. I cannot wait to watch it. I want to watch it with you. Wow, Next one. What's your most butch moment ever? Yeah. What, <laughs> want to watch a musical with you. What's one piece of advice that you would give 21-year-old Jason Tardick walking around Buffalo with his puka shells? Stop. Puka shells? I don't know if you ever wore them. I wore puka shells when I was 21. Mm -hmm. It would be simple. Stop Banging giving all these chicks. Uh, <laughs> what other people think of you oh i love that if you can't find your happy like even like in every single moment of your day do yeah. you have independent happiness yes or no if your answer is no stop and start working on that rework it favorite christmas movie holidays are coming in hot jingle all the way and when i met rita wilson i was like no way oh yeah she's the mom in that jingle all the home, way honestly home alone 2 is my absolute favorite though oh great yeah great soundtrack basic no, I mean, it's a great movie. That's why people love it. Uh, and then also, do you have any offshore bank accounts? No, Low. Uh, have you ever evaded your taxes? No. <laughs> you Tax sicko. fraud? No, Just want to get it on record right God, now. No. The lawyers. I pay. And <laughs> a lot. I pay my taxes. Yeah, disgusting amount. Great. I actually have two accountants, so I make sure it's all good, Low. Checks and balances. Just making sure. And the last one is, I always like to leave the listeners with a little quote to live by. Something sure. for them to go into the weekend. Uh, it could be a quote from your own personal life. Yeah. Uh, something from someone else or something you tell yourself. Jason Tardick in his head. Just anything to go into the weekend. A quote. If you're looking for the negative in moments and days and weeks and chapters and conversations and people, 
it'll be real f***ing easy to find it. If you're looking for the negative, it's going to be very easy to find it. So focus on the positive. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's so easy for people to complain about things or tear people apart or make fun of them for a podcast or make fun of them for a comment or a picture. It's easy. If you're trying to find the negative in people and things and places and weather, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that are constantly doing that, if you find that you are constantly doing that, know that you're doing the easiest thing ever to exist in the world. And if you want to better yourself or better the people you're around or put yourself in a better position, take one step up the stairs, which isn't always easy. It's not. And start trying to find the good in the moments, the days, the weeks, the hours. Amen. Pastor Jason Tardick coming in live. Praise him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love the Jewish Catholic <laughs> baptized confused guy. Yeah. Bring it on. No. Praise me. Beautifully said, Jay. Thank you for that. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I know you have to pee. Can I pee soon? Yes. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jason. Um, I'll share where people can find you on Instagram and then also your podcast. I will link in the description of this episode. So nice of you, love. <sighs> but thank you for coming on. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your month because i won't be seeing you and until, until when 2022 probably i'll see you never <laughs> no, but thank you so much <laughs> lo and i always do that to each other i'll see you um, never but lo thank you so much for having me i want to say a couple things to you mm. i love that you took a shot at a podcast in a time that you know you were trying to find what would be next because it was tough in the styling world. And yeah. The styling world has come full circle and you still got that going. And now you have a podcast that's been very successful. You've reached mm-hmm. your year mark, 52 plus episodes, many, many downloads and happy people. And you should be proud of the person you are. And you too, use change as a great opportunity to create something new, something new that's inspiring every people every week. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. Yet again, I love you. I love you too, Jay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did recording it because I freaking love my conversations with Jason Tardick. He's the best and I can't wait to have him on for more episodes. Don't you worry. The J-Lo bromance will live on in a new season of The Low Life 2022. We got some great episodes coming in hot for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Great guests, great topics, and I can't wait to record more episodes and share them with you guys. The thing is, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. Literally couldn't do it wouldn't be able to produce these shows and put out free content if it weren't for you, my listeners, my lowlifers. So thank you so much for supporting this podcast, sharing it with your friends, your loved ones, recommending it to people. It makes a huge difference. I've learned that the two ways to really help a podcast out, especially an up and coming little shit show like the Low Life Podcast, the little engine that could, the best way to support the show so we can continue to put out free content for you every single week is to use the sponsor codes and also to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leaving that review on Apple Podcasts is a game changer. It helps tremendously, makes a big impact, helps with the analytics, the algorithm, helps to get sponsors. So you taking the time to actually leave a review, uh, I want to say thank you for that. I'm so grateful and I will never take you for granted. I have listeners who have written multiple reviews. I read each and every single one of them and it could be anything you want it to be. You could leave a little dick emoji, eggplant, a heart, a little salsa dancer, a tamale or two, or you could actually write something. 
But again, the positive impact those reviews have on a podcast is the reason why we can continue to put out these shows. And it's not just me doing it. I have an amazing producer, actually two producers that help with the show, an editor who's amazing. Miles is always coming in hot to make sure this podcast sounds crisp, clean, and perfect for your ears a social media team, and a therapist who helps me so that I could be in a good mental state. <laughs> so I'm able to do this podcast. So again, you know, we're all working here as a team and it just makes a huge impact uh, that you take the time to actually support this podcast. So thank you. And I want to show my gratitude. I want to show my thanks to my lowlifers. And the best way to do that is with my favorite love language gifts. That's right, my kings and queens. I'm opening up the Low Life Gifting Suite, and I'm sending gifts to my listeners. So if you take the time to leave a review, please put your IG handle in the review, because I'll be picking people at random in the review section of Apple Podcast, and I might just be sliding into your DMs to send you a little something-something. There's some hyaluronic serums. I have a retinol serum that's amazing. Some gifts from our sponsors, some holiday treats you're going to be obsessed with, shit you didn't know you need on Amazon. I got some of those gifts for you too. Yeah, just some great treats, little pickle popcorn thrown in the mix too. So again, if you want a chance to win a little something, something, I might be sliding into your DMs. Make sure you leave your uh, Instagram handle in the actual review. So I just want to shout out a couple low lifers really quick who have left the review on Apple Podcasts. All right, here we go. First one comes from Brandy. Oh, I love her IG handle name. It's Miss Brandita Rosita. <laughs> How cute is that? All right, Brandy writes, Low is life, five stars. I am a straight woman who has fallen in love with Low. <laughs> I love how he can pick me up when I'm down. Anytime I am driving more than 15 minutes, I have to put on his podcast in the car to listen to make my drive that much more exciting. I am so glad Low has decided to do this podcast. He was born to do this. Love you to pieces, Low. Love from another low lifer, Miss Brandita Rosita. And she put a little whale from the pod with a little heart smile face emoji. Thank you for that, Brandy. And I'm honored that I could make your car ride a little bit more exciting. There's a name for my listeners who listen to me while they drive. If you listen to the Low Life Podcast while you are on a commute to work, while you're sitting in traffic, while you are just getting through the day in your car, you are a low lifer, but you're also a low rider. A, a low rider. I love that. I want to do merch with like low rider on it. It's so cute, right? <laughs> All right, next review comes from Ariana77. It's, oh, actually, it's A-R-I-U-N-A-A-77. Ariuna77. She writes, love, love, love from a Mongolian New Yorker. Five stars. Hello, love your podcast. Also, your biggest fan. Found you from Caitlin's podcast and Instagram. Love you as a person. You generate warmness. And listening to you is like having a big, warm hug. Mm, I love that. Caitlin and Jason are lucky to be your friend. Keep being you, heart, heart, hearts. Oh, that's really sweet. And I have to say, uh, in regards to Caitlin and Jason, you know, the pod that we have is so special. I think one of the winning ingredients in our pod is that we all feel very lucky to have each other in one another's lives and we don't take it for granted. So I'm glad that that comes through on the podcast. And the fact that you said listening to me feels like a big, warm hug. Oh, I love that. I pride myself in giving good hugs. It's one of my biggest pet peeves as someone who doesn't know how to hug properly. Like, have you ever hugged someone and it's like so stiff? It's like so awkward. Like, oh, it's like, just don't even hug at that point. Like, unless you're going to really embrace it and just go in. Like me, I'm so affectionate. Like, I'm going to give you a kiss on the cheek. I'm going to freaking hold you in for a hug. Yeah, I love a good hug. So I'm glad that this podcast can give you that same feeling. Oh, that means everything to me. All right, I have time for one more review, and this one is coming from Emily Burt. 
love the name, Emily J. Burt, writes, five stars with a dick emoji, a tamale, a rainbow, and a salsa dancer. Hi, my spicy little low. <laughs> Emily here with my third five-star review. Damn, Emily, thank you for that. I just listened to you and the king himself, Mr. Jason Tardick, and I loved it. Thanks for bringing a little joy to my week. Emily, thank you for bringing joy to my week and taking time to freaking leave three reviews. You're going to be getting a little something, something in the mail, 100% sending you a low-life gifting suite treat. Um, So stay tuned for that. I'll be sliding into your DMs um, like now. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to leave those reviews. It really means a lot. And on that note, I hope you have a magical weekend ahead. Have yourself a glass of eggnog, dairy-free if you don't want the Hershey squirts. That lactose life can be dangerous, my kings and queens. But enjoy the weekend. Get cozy. Maybe watch a good Christmas movie. Have yourself a whiskey. Make it a hot toddy. Throw in a cinnamon stick. And most importantly, don't forget to drink your water, puta. Because <laughs> I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with two.